Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Potters, happy week 14. Sky here rolling solo as I always do on Tuesdays, recapping the week 13 action team by team, listing my ballers and stallers for the week. Email us your fantasy questions to tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag TCKPod. You've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Jerry Rice. Andre Reed, Chris Carter, I smoke all these fools. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Well, I'm the best corner of the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Your weak ass, get your weak ass off the field. Get your weak ass off the field. He could go all the way. Because I'm a winner. I'll always be a winner. And you'll always be a loser. Last week, we did not have any buys. Everybody was finally back in action. So let's move right on to Thursday night football. The Saints get upended by the Cowboys. Saints 10, Cowboys 13. The Cowboys win four straight games for the first time since 2016, and the Saints lose their first game since opening week. For the Saints, somehow there were no ballers. On the Staller category, Alvin Kamara, 11 carries, 36 yards, eight catches, 36 yards on 11 targets. 
Kirkwood had another 30-yard bomb, but not much otherwise. Pretty irrelevant outside of the, the token touchdown. Michael Thomas, just five catches for 40 yards on eight targets. Drew Brees, his her- most uh, horrendous game in quite a while, 127 touchdown and a pick mark ingram seven carries 27 yards just one yard through the air and will lutz the kicker just four points there for dallas ezekiel elliott 23 carries 76 yards definitely getting the volume of course six catches 60 yards and a touchdown for zeke deck prescott solid game 24 of 28 just four incompletions 248 and a touchdown through the air, and another 22 yards on the ground. Amari Cooper stays hot, eight catches, 75 yards on eight targets, 100% uh, completion percentage there from Dak to Amari. And Gallup, nice game. Michael Gallup, five catches, 76 yards on seven targets. And Cole Beasley, the lone staller, if you were to start him uh, against the Saints, which is a plus matchup, but just two catches for nine yards on three targets. Let's move on to the Sunday slate. Carolina Panthers get... Uh, upended by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, nice game, 24-17 over the Panthers. Cam Newton, four interceptions, ties a career high. Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries, 106 yards, nine catches, 55 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. Christian McCaffrey is on fire right now. Curtis Samuel has a nice game, six catches, 88 yards, and 11 targets. And Cam Newton, 300 yards, two touchdowns, which is Easily his best passing game in quite some time. However, four interceptions. He had another 33 yards on the ground. Ian Thomas slates in for Greg Olson, out for the year with a ruptured patellar in his right foot. So Ian Thomas will be moving forward as the starting tight end for the Carolina Panthers. He had five catches, 46 yards on five targets. DJ Moore and Devin Funches, the stallers for the Panthers. DJ Moore, four catches, 44 yards on eight targets. And Devin Funches, just one catch, a 10-yard touchdown. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston, 20 of 30 for 249 in the touchdown, uh, two touchdowns, excuse me, five rushes for 48 yards. Chris Godwin, nice game, five catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. And Adam Humphrey stays hot, seven catches, 61 yards, a touchdown on nine targets. Mike Evans, Peyton Barber, and Cameron Brait, the stallers here for Evans, four catches. 48 yards on six targets. And Peyton Barber, 16 carries, 45 yards. He did get a touchdown, but not much else there. And Cameron Brait comes down to earth with three catches, 36 yards, of course, uh, with most tight ends not named uh, Kelsey or Ertz or Kittle, really. If they don't get that touchdown, they're pretty obsolete there. So, unfortunately, Cameron Brait did not get a touchdown, just six fantasy points in PPR leagues for him. Moving on to the Giants-Bears game. The Giants get the win in an upset over the Bears, 30-27. to In overtime, Odell Beckham has two total touchdowns, one receiving and one passing his second passing touchdown of the season. Tariq Cohen has a great game. He had a one-yard passing touchdown somehow. He also had eight carries for 30 yards and 12 catches for 156 yards on 14 targets. Huge game for Tariq Cohen. The rest of the team for the Bears was pretty much stallers. Allen Robinson, five catches, 79 yards. Not terrible, but not what you're expecting out of a number one receiver. Jordan Howard had his best rushing game in a long time, but not much for fantasy uh for fantasy purposes, 16 carries, 76 yards, and four yards receiving. Adam Shaheen and Anthony Miller also caught touchdowns for the Bears, and Taylor Gabriel uh, had just uh, 19 receiving or 17 receiving yards. Excuse me. For the Giants, Odell Beckham a 79-yard touchdown. Uh, 
throw he, uh, to Russell Shepard. He also had uh, three catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. So just three catches on nine targets somehow for Odell. Eli's got to clean that up, obviously. For Saquon Barkley, stays hot, 24 carries, 125 on the ground, another 21 through the air. Sterling Shepard, a staller, Rhett Ellison, also four catches, 28 yards for Sterling Shepard, and four catches, 42 yards for Rhett Ellison. Not terrible for a tight end. I think Rhett Ellison is a streaming option. Um but not much uh, going on here for the Giants in general outside of Saquon and Odell. Let's move on to Miami. Miami gets a win over the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen had the Bills on the ropes uh, or on the way to beat the Dolphins potentially, but he threw an incomplete pass to uh, uh, Charles Clay at the end of the game and uh, subsequently ended the chances for the Bills. So the Dolphins get the win 21-17. Josh Allen has 131, 135, excuse me, rushing yards, which is the most by a Bills quarterback in team history, and 24 more rushing yards than LaShawn McCoy in any game this season. Try that out for size. Unfortunately, uh, LaShawn McCoy, not much in this game. 15 carries, 52 yards, just another 12 through the air. And Robert Foster, who I had mentioned was a potential streaming option. Um, I still think he has potential uh, that we just got word that actually Kelvin Benjamin has been cut by the uh, Buffalo Bills. So that certainly opens up room for uh, Robert Foster. Just one catch for 27 yards in this one, but he's caught a couple deep bombs as of late. So keep an eye there. Josh Allen, 231 and two touchdowns and two picks. And again, nine carries, 135 rushing yards. Zay Jones is a nice name to keep in DFS circles, but also to a stash on your benches in uh, Dynasty for sure, but also a uh, uh, last-minute flyer if you need somebody for the playoffs here, if maybe you lost A.J. Green or, or somebody like that. Uh, four catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns, and nine targets. Moving on to the Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill, three touchdowns, but just 137 yards uh, passing Devontae Parker, uh, had a 43 yards and one touchdown, and Kenny Stills 37 yards and a touchdown as well. Kenyon Drake, seven carries, 31 yards, just 13 through the air and a touchdown, and Frank Gore, 21 yards on eight carries and just 10 yards on one target, so they're pretty much the same target share there. Moving on to the Jacksonville uh, Indianapolis game. This game had six total points. Six combined points is the tied for the fewest in a game since 2007, the Jaguars get the win 6 nothing over the uh, Colts. Somehow, the Colts were shut out with Andrew Luck and company. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a nice game, but did not get in the end zone, obviously. Eight catches, 77 yards, and 13 targets. And Eric Ebron stays hot, 10 catches on 16 targets. My goodness, 81 yards for him. Uh, Naheem Hines, just five yards on four carries and 50 yards on nine catches. Andrew Luck, 248, no touchdowns in the pick. And Marlon Mack, uh, pedestrian game, eight carries, 27 yards, nothing in the pass game. No ballers for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some stallers if you were to start them. Uh, TJ Yeldon, eight carries, 16 yards, another 49 through the air. And uh, Carlos Hyde, 13 carries, 36 yards, and just one yard on one catch. And the rest of the Jags are the Stallers there, not much to report in that game. Moving on to Houston. Houston gets their ninth straight win over the Cleveland Browns, 29-13. The Texans' nine-game winning streak is the longest in franchise history. For the Browns, Jarvis Landry resurfaces, which is nice to see. Six catches, 103 yards on nine targets. And uh, Higgins, four catches, 62 yards, a touchdown on four targets himself. Some stallers for the Browns, though. Nick Chubb, 
did get a touchdown on the ground, but just 31 yards and 41 yards through the air on three catches. Baker Mayfield, 397 through the air. Very impressive, almost 400 yards there, but just one touchdown and three picks after a four-touchdown performance uh, two weeks ago. Callaway, three catches, 84 yards on six targets. David Njoku, three catches, eight yards on six targets. And Duke Johnson remains irrelevant, unfortunately. Just two catch, uh, two receptions and 12 yards on three targets. No uh, rushing for Duke Johnson. For Houston, Nuke Hopkins, seven catches, 91 yards on 12 targets. Lamar Miller, another 100-yard game, 19 carries, 103 yards, and 12, uh, 12 additional yards through the air there. And Fairbairn. Kaimi Fairbairn, a hell of a game for the kicker, 21 fantasy points. Deshaun Watson, 224 and a touchdown, 30 yards on the ground. Jordan Thomas stepping in for his token touchdown, but just 32 yards outside of that. And Demarius Thomas, three catches, 32 yards on five targets. Moving on to Green Bay, Arizona gets the upset win in Green Bay, and subsequently Mike McCarthy finally is fired. And this is the Arizona Cardinals' first franchise win at Lambeau, which I thought was very surprising. These are two franchises that have been around for a very long time, and somehow the Cardinals finally get their first win at Lambeau this weekend. Arizona 20, Green Bay 17. Chase Edmonds is the star of the show here somehow. Chase Edmonds, five uh, five carries, 53 yards, and two vulturing touchdowns, making David Johnson owners very upset. Another 13 yards through the air on two catches. David Johnson himself, 20 carries, 69 yards, but no touchdowns there, thanks to Chase Edmonds. I think that will change. David Johnson should be fine moving forward. Um, David or uh, Chase Edmonds just made the most of his opportunity, so good for him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, three catches, 48 yards, and six targets. And Ricky Seals-Jones remains irrelevant. Still one catch, 10 yards on three targets. For the Green Bay Packers, the lone baller, Devontae Adams, once again, eight catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown on 13 targets. Aaron Rodgers leads the Stallers charge, 233, just one touchdown. Aaron Jones, 11 carries, 36 yards, a touchdown, four catches, 16 yards on four targets for him. Jimmy Graham has a decent game, eight for 50 on 11 targets, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling remains uh, irrelevant still, just two catches for 19 yards. He did have a 29-yard rush. And the Packers' defense had just two points, but they were a very popular streaming option. I certainly picked them up in the league and fired them up, but just two points against Arizona I thought was very surprising. Let's move on to Detroit, where the Rams come into town and take care of business against the Lions, 30-16. to The Rams clinch the NFC West, first team in the NFL to clinch their division. The Rams, Todd Gurley, 23 carries, 132 and two touchdowns. Ho-hum, another 33 through the air for Todd Gurley. Uh, Robert Woods, two catches, 11 yards. Uh, Excuse me, two rushes for 11 yards, five catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. Brandon Cooks, just four catches for 62 yards on nine targets. And Jared Goff, pedestrian game, just 207, a touchdown and a pick. Josh Reynolds, unfortunately, we big up him on the podcast whenever possible. Unfortunately, this week is not one of those weeks as he had just two catches for 19 yards and five targets. For the Lions, uh, Ty Lolo. For the uh, Lions tight end, four catches, 90 yards on six targets is the lone baller there. The Stallers, Bruce Ellington, seven catches, 35 yards on 10 targets. Kenny Galladay, just 50 yards on three catches. Theo Riddick, 32 yards on eight carries and 26 yards on three catches. Laguerre Blunt, 16 carries, but just 61 yards. And Matt Stafford, 245 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Let's head into Cincinnati. The Broncos come into town, led by Phillip Lindsay's two touchdowns. 
beat the Bengals 24 to 10. Philip Lindsay, two touchdowns, and AJ Green lost for the season with a foot injury, unfortunately. For the Broncos, Philip Lindsay, 19 carries, 152, and two touchdowns. He is on fire right now. Cortland Sutton, four catches, 85 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. And Emmanuel Sanders, just 19 yards on four catches. And Royce Freeman, just 48 yards on 12 carries. For the Bungles, uh, uh, let's see. Tyler Boyd had 97 yards on six catches. Nice, uh, nice numbers once AJ Green went out early. And Joe Mixon uh, had just 82 yards on 12 carries and 13 through the air. They need to get him more involved in the pass game. Just two receptions in this one. Gio Bernard, five carries, 14 yards, and six catches, 32 yards there for Gio Bernard. Uh, CJ Ozoma, five catches, 33 yards on seven targets. Heading into Tennessee, the Titans get a, a last-second victory here. Marcus Mariota leads them down a uh, shot to uh, Corey Davis, gets a late victory over the Jets, 26-22. Six straight losses for the Jets. Yikes. Titans have been below 500 after 11 games in six of the last seven seasons. Of course, a bunch of those belong to Jeff Fisher, but we won't go there. For the Jets, Isaiah Crowell, 21 carries, 98 yards, almost 100 yards for Isaiah Crowell, but the rest of the team were stallers. Robbie Anderson, just 48 yards on four catches, and Chris Herndon, 31 yards on two catches. For the Titans, Taewon Taylor, nice game, three catches, 104 yards on five targets, and Ferkster, the tight end, four catches, a touchdown on three, uh, excuse me, 42 yards and a touchdown on three catches. Marcus Mariota, uh, 282, two touchdowns and a pick, and he's battling a hand injury once again. If he plays, you can fire him up in two QB leagues. Otherwise, I would stay away from uh, Marcus, unfortunately. Corey Davis, 42 yards. He did get a touchdown, but just three catches there. And Derrick Henry, 40 yards, a touchdown on 10 carries. And Deion Lewis, 36 yards on six carries. And negative two yards on two receptions somehow for Deion Lewis, just three targets there. John Smith, 29 yards on two receptions for him. In Atlanta, the Baltimore Ravens come into town, take care of business, 26-16 over the Falcons. Matt Ryan had his fewest passing yards since 2011 with just 131. Matt Ryan leads the Falcons baller or staller category rather with uh, 131 through the air and a touchdown. Julio Jones, two catches, 18 yards on eight targets. That obviously needs to change. I expect him to bounce back this next week. Calvin Ridley, just 22 yards on three carry uh, catches and Muhammad Sanu, 37 yards on three catches as well. So Baltimore's defense is top notch. As we all know, uh, they were able to shut down the high powered Atlanta offense. I think that changes next week. Tevin Coleman, six catches, uh, six carries, Eight yards, pathetic. One catch, three yards, more pathetic. Uh, I would argue that uh, this is a terrible matchup, obviously, for Tevin Coleman, but borderline droppable if you need to make some space for a better uh, streaming option on the waivers. Ito Smith, just 22 yards on seven carries, nothing in the pass game. Austin Hooper, the lone bright spot, 44 yards on five catches. He did get a touchdown. For Baltimore, no ballers, unfortunately, for the staller category. Lamar Jackson, just 125 yards passing, no touchdowns, no picks. He did add 75 yards on 17 carries and a rushing touchdown per usual. Ty Montgomery, three carries, 13 yards, five catches, 42 yards on seven targets. And Gus Edwards, 82 yards on 21 carries, nothing in the pass game for Gus. Kenneth Dixon was activated off of the IR. He comes back, has a nice showing with nine total touches. 
but eight carries, 37 yards, and one catch for six yards, but certainly something to monitor as we know that Jim Harbaugh has been looking for opportunities to get Joe Mixon involved in the Ravens' offense for years. He just can't stay healthy. So if he does and Gus Edwards is hurt, Alex Collins is already done for the year. If they can get in uh, uh, Kenneth Dixon, they will most likely do so as best they can. Moving on to Oakland and the Kansas City Chiefs. This game was actually a shootout somehow. Oakland only loses by a touchdown. Kansas City 40, Oakland 33. Patrick Mahomes has four-plus touchdowns in seven games this season. My goodness. Patrick Mahomes on the day, 295, four touchdowns, and 52 yards rushing as well. Travis Kelsey absolutely beasted. One of the better lines of the entire uh, league in fantasy circles. 12 catches, 168 Two touchdowns on 13 targets, crushing Travis Kelsey. Demarius Harris and Chris Conley also caught touchdowns from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Spencer Ware and Tyreek Hill lead the staller category for the Chiefs. Spencer Ware looking to set in for a huge workload with Kareem Hunt out, obviously, but not so much uh, this first game here versus Oakland. 14 carries, 47 yards. He did fall into the end zone, but just one catch for five yards. Damian Williams had five carries, 38 yards, and another seven on two catches. Uh, and they also just signed uh, Sharkandrick West to come back onto the Chiefs. Of course, he's been in the last handful of years with Spencer Ware. So this is going to be probably just a two-headed monster with Sharkandrick West and Spencer Ware leading the charge, but Damian Williams is also an option here. So I don't think Spencer Ware is going to be as excellent as we expected with uh, Kareem Hunt being out. However, uh, Spencer Ware is certainly a startable asset. Of course, RB2 uh, with RB1 upside for sure in that offense. Tyreek Hill. He had a 37-yard run, but just one catch on six targets somehow for 13 yards. For the Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr, 285, three touchdowns. Jared Cook, seven catches, 100 yards, a touchdown on eight targets. Jared Cook has his boomer bust game. This was certainly a boom game for him. Jordy Nelson has a great game, 10 catches on 11 targets for 97 yards. Good to see Jordy get back in the mix here. And Jalen Richard, six uh, carries, 95 yards. And three catches for 31 yards as well. So Jalen Richard over 120 total yards there. And Doug Martin um, could be in the staller category. I put him in the staller category, but I guess he could be a baller as well, depending on how you look at this. But I put him down here as the uh, streaming option that you thought he would be versus the Chiefs, but just 61 yards. He did get a touchdown, but just six yards through the air as well. Let's move on to Seattle, where the Seattle Seahawks drub the 49ers 43 to 16. Russell Wilson has a season high four touchdowns. He did. Um, he had four touchdowns with just 185 yards. He also added another 14 on the ground. Jerron Brown, three catches on three targets, 67 yards and two touchdowns. Chris Carson left the game eventually with a dislocated finger late, but before that he had 13 carries, 69 yards, and he had 39 yards on three catches through the air as well. And Rashad Penny stays relevant, seven carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Davis, nothing in this game. Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin, the lone stallers for the Seattle Seahawks. One catch, 52 yards, and a touchdown for Tyler Lockett. He gets his token deep bomb. And uh, Doug Baldwin, just 22 yards on two catches for a touchdown for him. Moving on to the 49ers, uh, Dante Pettis had a nice step-in game here for Marquise Goodwin, who's missing more time, and uh, Pierre Garçon, who's been uh, oft injured and ineffective even when he is in. Dante Pettis had a great game here, five catches, 129 yards and two touchdowns on seven targets. I think he's a great streaming option, certainly a waiver pickup and a DFS option this next week versus Denver without Chris Harris Jr. out for the season in the slot there. 
Mullins, my man Mullins, 414 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And Jeff Wilson Jr. stepping in for Matt Breida, 15 carries, 61 yards, another eight catches, 73 yards on nine targets. So over 140 yards uh, total for um, uh, Jeff Wilson, or 130 yards, excuse me, for Jeff Wilson Jr. Obviously a nice pickup there with Matt Breida, already ruled out for week 14 versus Denver with an ankle injury. George Kittle, six catches, 70 yards on nine targets for the Seattle Seahawks. As I mentioned already, Russell Wilson, four touchdowns on just 185 yards, but I think the rest of these guys are going to bounce back. Um, They have a nice uh, schedule down the stretch there, so feel good about your Seattle Seahawks. Moving on to New England. New England takes care of business at home versus the Minnesota Vikings. New England 24, Minnesota 10. Brady and the – let's see. Brady and the Patriots um, are the only other team other than the Rams to have six wins and no losses at home this season. For the Patriots, James Devlin. That's right, folks. James Devlin, the fullback for the uh, Patriots, stealing touchdowns from all of your uh, fantasy-relevant running backs up until now. Four carries, five yards, but two touchdowns for James Devlin. Kind of a LeGarrette Blunt special there. Josh Gordon, three catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. And James White, six carries, 26 yards, but he did get it going on in the passing game. Another 16 yards in passing game alone, seven catches, 92 yards on nine targets. Good to see James White bounce back in this game. Tom Brady over 300, uh, which is pretty seldom these days, but he's uh, 311 with a touchdown and a pick uh, in the staller category. Julian Edelman uh, had a 35-yard rush, but just 25 through the air. And Sonny Michelle, 17 carries, but just 63 yards. And, of course, snipered by James Devlin. Burkhead made his way back off of the IR as well this week. He had a 9 Total touches for 41 total yards, so good to see him back involved. But if Devlin's going to actually be relevant, which I don't think he will, but you have James White, you have Sonny Michelle, and Rex Burkhead, this could be a mess as it was last year, so keep an eye on that. For the Vikings, Dalvin Cook, nine carries, 84 yards, and eight catches for 22 yards uh, for him out of the backfield, so over 100 total yards on 17 touches for Dalvin Cook, which is good to see. And leading the Staller category, Adam Thielen, just five for 28 and a touchdown on 10 targets. And Stephon Diggs, five for five, but just for 49 yards and no touchdowns there. Kirk Cousins, 201 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. And the Vikings defense, not that you were starting them against the uh, New England offense anyway, but if you did, by chance, they got uh, negative three fantasy points. Uh, One note here I skipped over on accident for the Patriots. Rob Gronkowski also in the uh, Staller category, just three catches, 26 yards, and four targets. I'll talk to the boys about him later in the week. Two games left to monitor here. We have the uh, Sunday night football game. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers get uh, – I don't know if it's an upset because the Chargers are playing very, very well, but the Steelers at home in prime time, I would certainly consider this an upset. The Chargers take care of business on a last-second Mike Bagley 29-yard game-winning field goal on his third attempt after two other penalties. The Steelers lose first home game in franchise history after leading at some point by at least 14-plus points in a game. They were 220-0-2 before this game in such circumstances. So big win here for the Chargers, certainly in the playoff uh, seating. This is a big deal, and they keep pace with the Chiefs. Chargers 33, Steelers 30. For those Chargers, uh, Keenan, uh, Keenan Allen is a huge game, 14 catches, 148 yards, a touchdown, and 19 targets. 
Travis Benjamin caught a long touchdown, but nothing otherwise. And Phillip Rivers stays hot, 299 and two touchdown. And Justin Jackson fills in for Melvin Gordon and has a better game than Austin Eckler. Eight carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Eckler on his part, 13 carries, 21 yards, and five catches for 22 yards. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown, 10 catches, 154, a touchdown on 13 targets. He missed a you know 40-plus yard touchdown by about one yard. He was tackled on the one-yard line. James Conner then subsequently ran it in, but A.B. and Big Ben are on fire at home and especially under the uh, Sunday, Monday, Thursday night lights. So primetime game, you're firing up your Steelers, of course. I don't know that you would ever bench Antonio Brown, but if you're ever considering it, uh, certainly primetime is when he goes off. James Conner. Unfortunately, left this game with a leg injury. Uh, he is out for week 14. Trey Edmonds has been brought up from the practice squad, and also Jalen Samuels and Steven Ridley will be in the mix as well. Mike Tomlin has already come out saying that there is definitely a possibility that this is a three-man backfield. We'll see what happens. I would guess Jalen Samuels is probably the lead back, so if you're looking to have anybody in this backfield for DFS or season-long with James Conner out, I would go Jalen Samuels potentially. And of course, if you're in Yahoo leagues, Somehow Jalen Samuels is eligible to be a tight end. So make sure you fire him up in the tight end position at least because you could have a starting running back as your tight end, which is completely unfair. Anyway, James Conner, before he leaves the game, 15 carries, 60 yards and two touchdowns and three catches for 14 yards. Good to see James Conner getting back in the fold. The stallers for the Chiefs, however, or excuse me, the Steelers, uh, Big Ben, 281, two touchdowns. And one interception could have had a bigger game there. Missed a couple throws. And Juju Smith-Schuster, six catches, 49 yards on nine targets. Jalen Samuels, two carries for five yards. But he did catch a touchdown after he came in for James Conner. So good to see him get involved immediately. Vance McDonald, four catches, 28 yards on seven targets there. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football. The uh, Eagles take care of business against the just horrendously devastated um, injury-riddled <laughs> Washington Redskins, somehow the only two players on the Washington Redskins who aren't hurt yet, and I hope I don't jinx them, are Jordan Reed and Adrian Peterson. But the Eagles take care of business on Monday Night Football at home, 28-13 over the Redskins. Ertz has the most single-season receptions in Eagles history already with four games left on the season, and he's a tight end, of course. For the uh, Redskins, Adrian Peterson had nine carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. But 90 of that came on a 90-yard uh, touchdown. Um, other than that, he had eight carries for eight yards on the game before this 90-yard touchdown. That 90-yard touchdown put him past Barry Sanders all-time with most 50-yard touchdowns in NFL history with 16. They were at a tie at 15 with Barry Sanders for 50-yard touchdowns, 50-yard-plus touchdowns. AP is now first in the NFL history with that at 16. He also tied Jim Brown on that run for uh, fifth all-time in rushing touchdowns. Josh Dogson leads the staller category for the Redskins, though. Uh, just three catches, 51 yards on five targets. Jamison Crowder came back after weeks of absence, but just 36 yards on uh, four catches. And Jordan Reed, 21 yards on four catches as well. Chris Thompson had a decent game in his return, but not uh, not very sexy in the stat sheet, but he did look good. So hopefully he can add some spunk to this offense here. Three carries, three yards, and just 18 on three catches through the air. Colt McCoy left the game with a fractured right fibula as well. So Mark Sanchez will be replacing him for the remainder of the season. Uh, do not put Mark Sanchez on any of your fantasy teams. The Philadelphia Eagles, Golden Tate gets a touchdown. He had his best uh, Eagles 
um, performance this season for sure. Seven catches, 85 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. So 100% uh, completion percentage there for Golden Tate, which is good to see as he came over from Philadelphia a few, or excuse me, Detroit a few weeks ago. But he and Wentz had yet to be on the same page. This is definitely a nice uh, scene moving forward. Carson Wentz, for his part, 306 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And Zach Ertz, absolutely beasting, as I mentioned before, nine catches, 83 yards on 10 targets. Josh Adams, 20 carries, 85 yards, but nothing in the pass game. And Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar lead the Stallers for the Eagles. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, three catches, 31 yards on five targets. And Nelson Aguilar, five, uh, four catches, excuse me, 56 yards on eight targets. That'll wrap it up for the game recaps. Let's go into our top performances per position at the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes, of course, Josh Allen, uh, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Phillip Rivers. For the running backs, Tariq Cohen, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, Phillip Lindsay, and Zeke Elliott. For the receivers, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, Dante Pettis, Zay Jones, Golden Tate, and Devontae Adams. For the tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Jared Cook, Zach Ertz, Austin Hooper and Eric Ebron for the DSTs, the Ravens, Giants, Saints, Jags, Texans, and Broncos. And for the kickers, Kaimi Fairbairn, Jason Myers, Justin Tucker, uh, Rosas, and Zerline. Last note here is just good luck in the playoffs, family. We hope that you made it into the playoffs. We hope that you are able to get these W's, bring home a TCK pod title. That'll do it for the week 13 recap. Remember to email us your start sit keep uh, questions to the TCK pod email at tckpod at gmail.com and DM, DM us on the Instagram at the candlestick kits with the hashtag TCK pod. Make sure to follow us on our IG stories throughout the weekend as Thursday night, Sunday, Sunday night and Monday night football for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in week 14 for Daniel Stancato. I'm Scott Guasco and we are Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.